and welcome to Must Talk Money. This is a brand new podcast where we have the one conversation that everyone hates to have, but needs to have, and that's the conversation of money. The goal of this podcast is to take the fear, shame, and secrecy out of the money discussion. Also, I want to do my part to help you get on the right foot to walk in financial success onto a fabulous financial future. This is the place for you to listen, learn, share, and embrace all things related to your personal finances. I'm your host, Merle. Let's get started. Hello again, and welcome to the Must Talk Money Podcast. My name is Merle. I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me again this week. I really appreciate you being here. Um, I do want to reiterate, as always, if you are not following me on social media, please do so on Twitter and Instagram at Must Talk Money. You're going to find information about the show, little posts about finances, and you'll be updated with anything else that I come out with in the future. Um, I want to add the disclaimer that I always add. Just wanted to remind you that I'm not a financial advisor. This is not financial advice. I like to consider it financial education mixed with a whole lot of financial motivation. And my goal, my hope is to motivate you to make the most of the one resource that you work the hardest for. And that is your money. Um, so let's talk. Let's go back and revisit um, our last episode. Well, not the last episode, the one before that about our goals. Again, this is one of the most important things that you will do when it comes to planning for any aspect of your life, um, especially a financial plan, or you're going to take a path on a financial journey. You have to have a plan. I can't reiterate that enough. You know, you wouldn't go on a road trip without a map or a GPS. You would not build a house without a good blueprint. You know, some things have to be planned out. And when it comes to where you want to be financially, where you want to be in life, you need to have a plan for that. So tell you again, take some time, sit with yourself with a cup of tea, some nice music, get a journal and just write about what you want life to look like for you. Um, It's going to look different for everyone. But even if you don't have a way to get there, you have a destination And as you continue to think about it, you continue to put more energy into it, what you're going to do, things are just going to start falling into place. You're going to start thinking about, okay, how can I get from A to B, from B to C, C to D? And so, again, just remind you, start working on your plan, work on your vision, look toward the future and see, you know, what it is out there for you, what it is that you're looking for, what it is that you want out of life promise you won't get anywhere without a plan. So with that being said, let's get started. I want to talk today about something that I mentioned a whole lot in the last episode. One of the reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing now is fire. And if you have not heard, if you don't know what that is, if you've never heard of that, it's called it's financial independence and retiring early. And I want to go more into detail with that. Why? Because if you have 
air in your lungs right now, one of the things that you should be considering is retirement. You're not too old. You're not too young to think about retirement. And why? There are reasons for that. Um, the, so the average retirement age is about 62, 63 years old. And the reason why is because at 62, you can uh, say, you can start withdrawing your social security. So if you don't know what social security is, write that down, go Google. As a matter of fact, I do encourage you to take some notes because I'm going to say some things that you may not understand um, or things that I may not have time to just go into in depth. So write, jot some stuff down to go back and do some research on it. Um, so like I was saying, the average retirement age um, is around 61, 62, 63. You can't start getting Social Security from the government until 62. Now, you've heard people say this plenty of times, and we don't know exactly how or when it will happen or anything like that. But there's, it's always been said, even as I was a kid, that, you know, as we get older, you know, we, they may, the government may run out of Social Security. Even though you pay for it, it may not be there for you when you uh, retire. I don't know. I don't know how true that is. It's been said over and over and over and over. I didn't do any research to kind of see, you know, how high the pot is or anything like that. I'm just repeating what has been told plenty of times. But I just want to tell you that, you know, you never want to make a plan to depend on the government. Because as we can see, you know, they'll promise some things and they'll take it back or they'll come along and promise some things that may take from a certain pot. So don't ever base your finances on what the government is going to give you. Take retirement into your own hands. And again, you're not too young. You're not too old to start thinking about, OK, what what is going to be happening the day that I can no longer work? Um Also, and if you do get uh, Social Security, the average retirement payment is sixteen hundred dollars a month. Now, if you think that that's a lot of money, let me tell you that it is. it really is not a whole lot of money. $1,600 a month is $400 a week. That's right. $1,600 a month is $400 a week. So I want you to try to live your life on $400 a week. Now, I don't care what you say. Some people may say they can do it. I mean, I get that. But if you start thinking about paying for a place to live, paying for gas, paying for food, you've already maxed out that 400 a week, that's 1600 a month. And then we're not even talking about utilities. You have medical bills, medical expenses. You know, at this point in your life, you know, you probably shouldn't be paying off debt when you get to retirement. If you are, you some people are in retirement and they still have student loans or they still have a mortgage to pay for, or they may take care of, you know, grown kids or kids that are depending on it, depending on them, whether it's financial or, you know, where they have some medical issues. There are so many things that factor into that to where, you know, you don't need to be moving forward thinking that you have that $1,600 a month is going to take care of you. It's not. I can guarantee you that. So um, that's why you need to be thinking about retirement right now. Also, so the average retirement age is 65. I mean, the, not the average retirement age. People retire at 65 because at that age, you're able to qualify for Medicare. And we all know that our jobs are tied to health insurance. And so you hold on so that you can have insurance. Well, now with the um, implementation of the Affordable Care Act, you know, pretty much anyone can get health insurance through the government. Um, and so now that we have that at our disposal, people are able to utilize, you know, early retirement a little bit better and they can retire a little early, you know, and you may not have to depend on Medicare. You may have um, a spouse that you can depend on for insurance, but 
again, people retire at 65 because that's when you can qualify for Medicare. So uh, you may not be interested in FIRE. It may not be something that, you know, you may not be interested in retiring early. You may be at the point where you, where you know for a fact that unless you get a good windfall, early retirement is not going to be something that you're going to be able to do. That's fine. But you can also start now to uh, make a better cushion for yourself. Even if you can't retire early, uh, you may be able to live, you know, add maybe three, four more hundred dollars worth of income to your income in retirement. Or, you know, you may not want to retire at 40 or 45, but maybe you want to retire at 60. Either way it goes, you're still retiring early. So either way it go, you still, either way it goes, you still need to plan for it. Um, kids or young adults, you know, if you're 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, of course, this stuff I did not think about back when I was younger. Nobody cared about retirement because I didn't think that, I mean, I guess I didn't, I didn't expect to die, of course, but at 40, you know, you don't just, you just don't think about life that way. Retirement is old folks conversation. Well, here I am 40 years old and 41, and I'm looking at, man, I'm scratching my head because I'm, I'm a little closer to retirement than I was yesterday. And also, you know, you're in a career and depending on the career you have, you know that that's something that even if you don't retire, that's not something that you can continue to do long term. You know, there's I, I can only take so much beating on my body being an ER nurse. Uh, so I'm not going to be able to do this well into my 70s, 80, 80 years old. This is just not going to be able to do it. And so now I'm able to plan and, you know, I'm thinking about it now when it would have been better if I could have been serious about retirement when I was 20. But of course, I didn't know that I wasn't in the position. I can shoot a coulda, woulda all day long. But the reality is, is that we are here where we are. And right now I'm 41. It's a good time to start thinking about retirement. If you're 30, it's a good time to start thinking about retirement. If you're 58 and you have not thought about retirement, now is a good time to start thinking about retirement and what you can do to boost your um, income. And I will tell you, my girls are 17 years old. They started working their first job. And one thing I told them is that, you know, you will put 15% of your income up for retirement. And I got the eye rolls and huffing like they just don't care. And I get it. They may not care. But the account that I have them putting their retirement in, which is a Roth IRA, the money is able to go ta grow tax-free. And in five years, they can have that money to put down on a house or they can have it. One of my daughters wants to go to law school. She can have it to pay for law school. Hopefully, they won't touch it at all but it's there for them. And if they never touch it, then that money, they just add to it, it'll just grow. So when it is retirement time, they may want to retire at 30 or they want to keep working till 60, whatever it is, they will have that money there for them. So now I gave you a little backstory on, you know, why it's important to think about retirement and why it's important to start planning now regardless of where you are financially, regardless of where you are in your age. I want to talk about where I came from um, as far as getting in the mindset of FIRE. So about, I'd say, I think it was 2016, maybe around that time, um, I was just sitting around watching Netflix and looking for a documentary. I don't watch a whole lot of TV, but I do watch documentaries. And I, found, I came across one called The Minimalist. And it was about two guys, uh, Joshua Milborn and Ryan Nicodemus. And I follow them now on several um, outlets. And they were um, talking about minimalism. And it was something I never really heard about. 
and especially not in the context that they were presenting it. But basically, both of them, uh, corporate workers, had kind of got up and got caught in the rat race of life, going to work all day, coming home and going to work on home just to turn out money and pay for stuff that you really don't need um, or pay for things or that, you know, I maybe I want a status symbol. I want to look this way. And so it got to the point where they decided, you know, this is not the life I want. This is not how I want to live. I want to get rid of all the stuff that is not serving a purpose. All the, I want to be intentional about everything I buy from here on out because I want to live with less and I want to make sure my time goes to my family, goes to myself, goes uh, into putting back into um, the community. I don't want to spend my money on just having things. And so they, I don't want to say they um, started the minimalist movement, but they kind of I think they pushed it. And then for me, they introduced me to, okay, there's a newer way of life. I don't have to strive to have a six bedroom house with every bedroom furnished with stuff. And I don't have to have, you know, two and three cars or, you know, my dream car does not have to be a super expensive car. You know, I can really just make it with something that's going to be safe and get me from where I, from one point to the other. So in looking at this and kind of doing more research, um, and just kind of figuring out, you know, how minimalism was working for a lot of people, I got more into that. Now, I will say that um, I'm minimalist. I'm an, I'm a minimalist on the consumer level. I don't buy a whole lot of stuff. Um, I buy what I think I need, and I'm not saying that I don't go out and spend, you know, frivolously here or there. Um, but when it comes to stuff and getting rid of stuff, you know, you're not going to walk into my house and it's completely empty. Um, I'm a little bit of a pack rat, and um, but that's between me and my therapist. We're going to deal with that. But I have not minimalized my possessions down to the things that I need or just being intentional about the things that I need. But when it comes to spending and bringing in stuff, I don't do a whole lot of that. Um, and even some of my possessions are kind of more minimalist. But, you know, they're more on the thing, you know, you don't need 16,000 pairs of shoes because you can only wear one at a time. And why do you need 40 different colors of uh, shirts in your closet when you can just get basic black, blue, gray, white and be good? Now, that's their thing. And it works different for everybody else. Um, but it's something to think about. And it put me in the mind, OK, what if... I pare it down and I stop spending so much money on things and start spending on experiences um, so that I don't have to spend my whole time working to pay for stuff. You know, I can work as needed or work for a purpose. And that purpose is not so that I can look a certain way for certain people. Because the reality is that we probably just don't really care. We just want to look um, and have and spend to impress others. And I, I'm so grateful that I'm past that point. Um so that's what minimalism did for me. And again, after seeing that, I kind of went down this whole rabbit hole of, you know, all these people that were embracing this minimalist movement. And I stumbled across something called FIRE. And I started to look into that. And I was surprised that, you know, people are actually retiring from their careers at 20, uh, 25, at 30. I've seen people 40, 45. Um, some people... I follow a couple and they retired from their careers at 39 and well, I say an average of 40. And I had no idea that this was possible because again, we don't talk about finances. We don't talk about money. We don't talk about the future when it comes to planning. But I didn't know that there were people out here that were actually making intentional steps to get to the point to where they don't have to depend on their job every day. 
I didn't know that it was a thing. All we were taught is that you work and you work and you work and you work till you get that age 65 where you can, you know, withdraw your, um, where you can get on Medicare and you can get 62, 63, so you can withdraw your social security. That's all I've ever known was a possibility. And so now I know, hey, I can retire early. I don't have to work until I'm 65 years old. So let me give you a little a few facts about FIRE. Um, again, financial independence, retire early. And what it is, is based on this concept um, called the Trinity study and not the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost for all y'all. But we're talking about the study that was performed at Trinity University by three guys. I won't go into their names because it's not important. So after a lot of research, these guys came up with a number, um, your retirement number, and the basis of the whole study, I mean, it's, it's way more in depth than what I'm going to go into here, but I'll give you the gist of it. The basis of the study is that you can take your annual expenses, which means the annual amount of money that you need to live on, multiply that number times 25, and the number you get, you need to have that amount of money invested into the stock market. Um, so that you can safely withdraw 4% every year for 30 years. I know I just said a mouthful. Again, write it down, go look it up when we're done, but I'll go back over it. So you take your yearly living expenses, multiply times 25. The number you get is the amount of money that you need to have invested so that you can withdraw 4% of that amount every year. So basically, if your yearly expenses are $75,000, if that's how much it costs for you to live, you multiply that times 25, you're going to get roughly $1.9 million. So you need to have $1.9 million invested in the stock market so that every year you can withdraw 4% of that money to live off of. So 4% of 1.9 is roughly $76,000 a year. So basically, you're just going to get your yearly living expenses and you're going to keep withdrawing because of how your money grows in the stock market. Now, again, this is based on someone that is, you know, well over 60 that's going to retire. The FIRE community, community has taken that and said, okay, if you multiply your living expenses times 25, the number you get is your FIRE number. So that's the amount of money you need to have invested for you to retire. And it doesn't necessarily say that you need to wait until you're 63 years old. So if you are um, adamant out about investing about your finances, you can actually reach your FIRE number before you get 62, 63, 64, 65 years old. And that's how the FIRE community um, has taken that number and figured out a way to get out of the rat race, get out of their jobs a little early. Now, um, things actually looks a little different for FIRE retirees. Uh, most of the FIRE community that I've come across, the ones that I follow, I mean, they aren't sitting around um, sipping coffee every day. I mean, they do that because they have the freedom, but it's not your actual sense of retirement. What it is, is a lot of them have built businesses. They go into real estate. They have own properties so that, you know, they can still get income outside of taking income out of the money that they've invested in order to um, live off of for the next 20, 30, 40 years. So it's going to look a little, the fire um, movement looks different from regular retirement because, you know, you're still young, you still want to work, you still want to be busy, but you just don't want to be busy on someone else's terms, which is why a lot of people and myself pursue fire because I want to be able to go and come as I'm pleased. I'm a free spirit. I don't want to be tied to one spot. Um, I don't want to be tied to one city, one state. I want to go. And I can't do that if I'm tied to a job. I also want to put more time into my kids, into myself, 
And again, you can't do that if you're, you know, you're tied to a job, you're there for a job working 30, 40, some people 50, 60 hours a week. And so that's why people pursue FIRE. Um, So FIRE retirees kind of focus on money being invested in businesses, in real estate. Um, They also invest in passive income, which is income that you have that's, you know, you can go to sleep and you're making money. There are so many ways to do that. And we'll talk about that on later show. Um, But it's all done so that you can live a life, live an intentional life, and you can live and have time for things that are important to you. And again, that may be your family, that may be yourself. You may want to take some time to focus on your health. If you're like me and your plan is to travel a whole lot and go from place to place, then you're going to have to have, you know, this certain amount of money set up in retirement. Now, that's the problem when if you do traditional retirement and you're 65 years old, you're limited to a lot that you can do because you don't feel you're not the same person at 65 that you were at 40. So, and it's kind of sad because that's what, that's what people, that's what society expects from us. You know, you work your entire life, you spend your whole life committed to a company or a number of companies doing their backbreaking work, doing what they tell you to do on their terms, on their time. And then when you get 65, okay, we can set you free. But now you're 65, you got health problems, you're chronically fatigued. Um, you, you, you go on vacation and you can barely walk, you know, who wants to go to another country and you can't even walk to see the sights, you know, who wants to live like that? And I don't, and maybe you don't. And so if you don't, then, you know, I suggest you look into fire. If you do, if you're okay with that, if you're, if your plan is to sit on your farm at 65 and not do nothing, then that may be okay for you, you, you know, regular retirement, but I don't want to give the best years of my life to a company that really does not care about anything but productivity. And then when I'm 60, 65, I'm sitting there and I'm sick and I'm tired because I have worked myself to death through my life. I don't want to do that. So that's what I'm, uh, that's why I'm pursuing fire. Now I will say the fire um, is not for everyone. Not everyone is going to be on board. And I always say um, if it's, fire may work for you if, number one, if you're adamant about living a life with less. Um, if you're okay with not having every pair of Jordans that comes out, if you're okay with not having an extravagant house that you have to spend a whole lot of money maintaining, if you're okay with not driving the fanciest car or you know you don't have to have a um, specific luxury car, if you're if you're okay with just the, I don't want to say just getting by, but if your needs and your wants and your desires are simple then fire may be for you because it's going to take a lot of paring down. You're going to, you're not going to be able to spend all of your money on expensive purses uh, when you need to be investing for fire. You know, if you're going to invest for fire, you may not be able to go on 16 trips a year with your girlfriends or your guy friends. You know, there's going to take a lot of sacrifice to get to that point. And if you're okay with the sacrifice, because you know, I'm going to sacrifice now so that I can have a little bit better later. Um, then fire may be something for you. Um, also, uh, you may be right for you if you're willing to do structured work. Again, this goes back to the goals. If you're going to pursue fire or you know anything when it comes to your finances, I'll tell you this again, I say it again and again and again. You have to have a plan. 
when it comes to fire, it must be a lot more structured because there's a lot more work that has to go into it because you have to have a lot of money in a fairly small amount of time. You have to work toward that. So if you're willing to do structure work, um, fire may be for you. Also, if you're disciplined, if you are, if it's easy for you, I don't want to say easy because it's not necessarily easy, but if you're okay with saying no, when everyone's saying yes, then fire may work for you. If you're disciplined and you got your mind set on investing or making a certain amount of money every month so that you can invest and plan for the future, again, fire may be something that you want to pursue or looking to, or looking to pursue. Um, and lastly, fire may be for you if you're willing to do the hard work up front. And that's just all to it. It's going to be hard work up front. You have to find ways to generate income, uh, generate extra money to retire. You have to manage the money that you worked for in a way that will allow you that freedom to retire. So, I mean, it's not for the faint of heart. It's not something that everybody is going to pursue. But I can tell you that if you want to do it, you can do it. It doesn't matter whether you make $100,000 a year or $50,000 a year. I follow people who have so many different stories. Um, of course, it may be a little easier if you make $100,000 a year. But then, you know, if you make $100,000 a year, you can't have expenses that are $99,000 a year. So you're going to have to cut back somewhere. So I've seen people from every walk of life do it, pursue fire. Um, I follow people that do it. Again, I'm talking about um, getting finding your people and getting in the circle of people that are doing like things. And people are making, like I said, $50,000, $40,000, $100,000, $200,000. They all have this common goal. And I'll add this. Um, I did recently join a fire group with, again, someone that I follow. And we had a our first Zoom meeting and we I was looking around at the screen at the at screen at the participants and it was just so empowering and exhilarating to see people from, you know, Canada, from New Zealand, from Australia, uh, from Portugal. I saw people that were, um, I mean, clearly over 40 years old. Um, I saw couples, I saw single people, I saw one guy who looked like I know he was no older than 20 years old. Um, but all these people with the, the same goal, and that goes back to what I said earlier about it's never too early and never too late to start thinking about retirement. Again, I'm 41 and I just started working on this real hard, real heavy about four or five years ago. And sometimes I beat myself up because I'm like, man, if I had a started when I was 20 or started when I was 25, I could be this far ahead. But seeing other people that were way older than me thinking, okay, you know what, how can I make a change so that I can live better next year or I can live better in two years? That kind of, that lit a fire in me. You see what I did there? That little fire in me is like, you know, made me realize that, hey, you're not too, you're not too old. You're not too young. You're, you're right at the spot that you're supposed to be to be starting this journey. And you need to know that too. You are right where you need to be to be starting this journey. You know, there's no such thing as too old, too young. Yeah, you could have made different decisions back then. We all could have. I'm not going to even get on the amount of money mistakes that I made. And not even money mistakes, but just mistakes in life. But now we're here at this point making this decision for later. And um, just applaud yourself. Now, I'll go into the reasons why fire may not be right for you. Again, I told you it's not right for everybody. It's not going to work for everyone. Um, it's not right for you if you want to spend all your money. And that's just it. You know, 
If you want to spend everything that you take in, um, this may not be the journey for you. And that's okay. That's a decision that you're making. And that is completely okay. That's what you want. That was, that's what makes you feel good. Um, but just know that there are certain things financially in the future, especially that you're not going to be able to do because you're spending every dime that you get. Um, it's also not right for you if you have no self-control. Again, like I said earlier, this is a disciplined lifestyle, a disciplined journey. You can't just do things all willy-nilly and think that you're going to get to a certain point in life financially. Um, if you're not goal-oriented, if you're not future-oriented, you're not going to be able to do this. If you can't think past what's going to happen next month, how are you going to make a goal about what's going to happen in 20 years? I know we have no control over the future, but we can still plan for it. I mean, what do you plan on doing, dying? No, you plan to live. So why not plan for that or plan for a certain life if you can and versus just thinking short term? So if you're a short term thinker, you don't make goals. If the future is not in your um, vision, you know, if, you don't, if you're not looking toward the future, then fire is not for you. Um, and then also, uh, lastly, fire may not be for you if you are easily swayed by the opinions of other people. And that just that's just it. Like I said um, earlier, we go, we do a lot of things because people look at us differently. You know, now we're in the age of social media. We can post about all the stuff that we have, all the places that we go, um, all of the 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 happiness that we we have, but we really don't. You know, we're in the age where we think a lot about what people think of us. And it and a lot of the spending that we do is done because we want to look or present ourselves in a certain way for other people. If you're going to be swayed by the opinions and the likes and the applauses of others, fire the fire movement is not for you because you're going to have to do some things that are unconventional. Um, you know, you may work a job making well over $100,000 year, a year and still have a side hustle. And people think, you know, why would you do that? Because I'm trying to get to a goal. And I'm saying that because that's me. But if you're concerned about what people say about you, if you're concerned because people are, you know, your friends are snickering behind your back because you're on a budget, you know, you have to say no to going out to drinks tonight because it's not in your budget. But it's bothering you that, you know, everyone else is going or they think that you don't have the money to go. If that's going to be something that bothers you, then fire is not for you. You cannot be concerned about what other people are thinking. So again, if you like to spend all your money, you have no self-control, you're not goal or future oriented, or if you're easily persuaded by the opinions of others, you know, I wouldn't suggest you start on a fire journey. You can still start on a financial journey and get yourself together. But as far as this episode, we're talking about fire specifically, and it is something that's not for everyone. So in closing, I suggest, I want you to go and I always got to, I feel like a teacher and I feel like I'm always giving out homework. Um, but I want you to go and look at, work on some goals. Take some time, take an hour out of your week, 30 minutes, whatever you can do. Get some coffee, get some tea. Don't get any alcohol because you're going to pass out. But get some coffee, get some tea and sit down and just really write and think about where you want your life to go. What this all means for you. Um, because if you don't have anything to work toward, then you don't work as hard. 
But if you have something to build toward, then you're going to put some effort into it. So write your goals down again. Think about how you want life to look for you. Then I want you to look more into fire. Um, And not just because I want you to pursue fire and retire early, but because regardless of what age you are, 16 or whether you're 56 or whether you're 47, you need to be thinking about retirement. That should never not be on your radar. Because at some point in life, you're going to have to stop working. You know, you can do it willingly or unwillingly. Um, And it's crazy. I'll give you a story. I had one of my kids' old teachers. I saw her. um, She was working in Dollar General. And I was asking, you know, hey, why are you working here? And she told me very quietly that she had some kind of disease or something that's causing her to slowly lose her voice. And so she literally cannot stand and teach and talk and yell at kids all day. Can you imagine that? And so she was forced into early retirement, not by her, you know, she didn't want that, but because of a medical condition. And so you don't know what roadblocks you may meet in life later on down the road. So retirement, saving, working on your money should always be at the forefront of everything you do. Because life is so unpredictable. So I want you to start working on your goals, sit down, do some research on FIRE, find out what it's all about. If you don't want to research FIRE, research retirement, you know, look for people's retirement stories and the good, the bad, the ugly to get you on a path of taking care of your financial decisions for the future. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you guys being here. Have a good one. And we'll talk again next week. Thank you for tuning in to Must Talk Money. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, do me a favor, like, subscribe, and share this with a friend or two. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or if you just want to reach out and say hello, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at musttalkmoney at gmail.com. Again, that address is musttalkmoney at gmail.com.